Happy Life Day, everybody! I'm Mark. I'm Britton. And today, we watch the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. Not to be mistaken with the original one uh, from the 70s. This is the... Lego. Yeah. Um, This was just recently added to the Disney Plus lineup, and I... Originally, well, I'll get to that in a second. Uh, yeah. For now, let's just get started with our normal routine. Uh, first things first, I guess we can talk about the plot. Um, yeah. And then we'll go from there. Uh, first thing, uh, one thing uh, I, I was kind of impressed to, you know, about is how uh, how many voices were actually impersonations and not the actual characters. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, they had Ray in it, and I thought that was actually Daisy Ridley. Yeah. Uh, but, same thing with, um, same thing with... Finn? Uh, yeah, Poe, yeah, and Poe. And, uh, Kylo. Yeah. And Mark Hamill. Even, I, I, I thought that, uh, 100% I was convinced that was, that was Mark Hamill's Luke Skywalker, but no. And I actually thought Mark Hamill was playing the, the Emperor, too, which I thought was a kind of funny, you yeah. know... A uh, little touch, but nope. So the plot of the story basically is um, it's life day yeah. for the Star Wars. This is post episode nine, so all the disappointments out of the way. <laughs> and oh, we, we gotta do that episode. Oh, uh, we'll we'll get to it. Don't we worry, we'll, to. we'll get to it. And uh, so Ray finds this time machine, basically this well, little key that she can. Go back in time because she wants to train Finn to be a Jedi. Yeah, like, she's training Finn to be a Jedi for some reason, even though Finn has never expressed any interest in it, nor has, uh, has Rey expressed any interest in training him. Like, uh, in Episode 7, he briefly had the lightsaber yeah, he and held used it. it. Yeah, he held it, like, he, yeah, he just held it for a moment, and I don't know if he like, batted away Kylo. He, he, uh, he, see, he fought one stormtrooper, and then... He got his ass handed him by yeah. Kylo Ren, but um, but that doesn't matter. So no. Right now he like I guess after everything's done for, she's like, all right, we we need more we need more Jedi. So you you had a lightsaber once. Yeah. You're you're gonna be a Jedi. Oh, okay. <laughs> and that's basically where it starts. And she's not a very good teacher at first, or so she thinks. Yeah. And yeah. he's not a very good Jedi at first, or, or so, so she he thinks. So she goes off and finds this time travel key so that she can find a way to make him a better uh, Jedi. Yeah. And she keeps on popping into different scenes of the entire franchise and eventually pulls basically characters from different time eras and takes them to different places and eventually the Emperor, the Episode 6 Emperor, and Darth Vader, the Episode 6 Darth Vader... (laughs) Get their hands on the key and are able to use it for their own uh, purposes. Darth Vader, played by uh, Matt Sloan of uh, Chad Vader's fame. Yep, Chad Vader plays Darth Vader, um, which is a nice touch. Yeah. And, yeah, so Kylo, you know, uh, the Emperor pulls Kylo Ren into the de- the second Death Star. He's like, all right, you're, you're my you're my guy now. I, I learned that Vader betrays me. Yeah, and he's fanboying a little bit. And uh, that's basically uh, all we need to really talk about. Yeah, because that is the basics of the the episode. Yeah, it uh, as as Lego movies go, it was a little bit of a letdown. Uh, it kind of lacked that high energy manic uh, environment that comes with Lego movies. And I will say that there are a few things that I did like, and I guess that uh, now is the time to really talk about it. Yeah. Um. 
Because, yeah, I was pretty much on your end. I was like, yeah, it's some of the, a lot of, there's more, you know, duds than hits, I'd say, with the jokes. Um, yeah. And I don't want to hear anything about Tip Yip ever again. I, I don't even know what Tip Yip is. I know, I just don't want it. It's, it's just, a. it's basically a word that they used over and over and over again to the point where it's like, all right, if they say Tip Yip one more time, <laughs> then I'm going to, I'm, I'm just going to I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose it. And you're going to read about me in the paper. So... So, I did like that they had, um, a lot of the, the time travel elements that I thought were pretty cool, like, yeah. there was a scene on Tatooine where there was basically an army of, basically, characters on one side from the, you know, throughout the series, mm -hmm. like Darth Maul and, uh... Well, half of Darth Maul. Yeah, Darth half of Darth Maul, a bunch of stormtroopers, yeah. A bunch of stormtroopers, a bunch of basically, you know, you got your Vaders and yeah. your Kylo Rens. And on the other side, you got a bunch of different Lukes, you know, you got a bunch of you know, people from, you got Anakin and Obi-Wan. You got, yeah. you got three Anakins, you got two, uh, I mean, not uh, three Anakin, three Obi-Wans and two yeah. uh, Han Solos. And they basically have this, like, big battle in the middle of the desert. I'm like, that's kind of cool. Yeah, actually, that would have been a far more interesting thing to follow than, you know, the Emperor Palpatine bickering with Kylo Ren and Darth Vader. But although I do like, um, in the end, where they have, uh, basically a two-on-two -two battle where it's, uh, Rey versus Darth Vader and Kylo Ren versus the Episode Six Luke Skywalker. Yeah. I was like, okay, this is actually yeah. interesting, this is neat. And so that- those aspects I actually liked. I liked that there was at least some imagination in kind of bringing all these characters yeah. from different time zones and time periods. And, and they, they had the Darth Vader versus Darth Vader fight. Yeah, I thought that was kind of... I liked that, too. I was like, this it, is exactly what I would have done. Yeah, you, well, you were saying, like, oh, I hope Darth Vader fights Darth Vader, and and lo and behold, they actually pulled it off. And I also was hoping that there was a third Darth Vader that got thrown into the mix that was sitting there with, like, a blaster. I was like, yeah. I, I don't know which one to shoot. Well, I... I, I I kind of went the multiplicity route that he he was kind of dumb. He was the dumb. He was the dumb bear. Yeah. <laughs> I don't hurt head. Hurt. <laughs> he ends up shooting. Uh, yeah. Shooting like Kylo Ren by accident, or someone else is like. He shoots and misses, and it, uh, Rube Goldberg's into his own head. <laughs> they kind of look over. <sighs> All right. Oh, we're still here. Okay. <laughs> like, whew, whew, that was post us. <laughs> I won't do that. I gotta, you gotta lay off. I gotta lay off those goofballs. <laughs> it's the only thing that takes the pain away. I know, but how would you know? Because I'm you. Hmm. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um. There was one thing I did kind of want to bring up um, about this this special, yeah. which was. When I first heard of it, uh, not too, like, maybe a couple weeks ago... Yeah. ...that they were doing this, uh, LEGO Star Wars Holiday Special, I really thought that they were just gonna do a LEGO version of the original Holiday Special. Huh. With, you know, like, basically even just take the original sound track from, you know, the, the voice acting and yeah. everything from the original, and just have the Legos in front of it, because that would have been, to me, kind of funny. Yeah. Um, more, I guess, the reason I wanted that more than anything was because I would have loved, loved to have a Lego B. Arthur. Oh, yeah. Oh, the <laughs> things I could, I could imagine doing oh, man. with just, a Lego B. Arthur. Yep. Though, I, I, I wonder if it was one of those things where, uh, when Lucas sold Star Wars to Disney, he's like, I will sell you 
every aspect of this franchise. <laughs> But Same. the holiday special belongs to me. Like, there was, there was stipulations in the contract. Yeah. Like, he had a few of them, a few weird ones. Like, number one, the holiday special is mine. It's my cross to bear. <laughs> uh, nobody... <laughs> nobody can ever do anything with it. All right, all right. We, we, we'll we honor that. Yeah. Number two, <sighs> I don't care what you do with episode seven. I don't care what you do with episode eight. Yeah. But episode nine has to be so bad... That people will start saying, Ah, maybe the prequels weren't so bad. I think we can arrange that. We can arrange that? Okay, okay good. That, that's a good one. Um, stipulation number three. L listen, there's there's a whole- hey, Hurry it up. Right, like, I gotta- I gotta- I gotta- You don't have anything to do. Oh. You're an executive. Number three. I want you to do a solo movie. A Han Solo origin movie. Why? Um, because I want you to forever ruin Han Solo. And Lando Calrissian. Why? They're they're like some of the fans' favorite characters. Yes, I know. And I want I want some of my characters, newer characters. I know yeah. they're my characters too. Some of my newer characters to be fan favorites. Like like what? Like um like Watto, or uh, Watto? or Padme. <laughs> no one liked Watto. I liked Watto. Watto was the closest to me that I could actually have. Like, he was an he was an ethnic stereotype. Listen, there's a lot of ethnic stereotypes in that Yeah, movie. that's why that was a problem. Yeah, I like that. I- this is me. This is who I am as George Lucas. Well, maybe we should change that, George. Um, Sebulba. <laughs> I liked Sebulba. You won't find Disney enforcing any type of stereotypes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, how you're gonna ruin Han Solo, it's up to you, but here are a few suggestions for me. One, have him talking in Chewie's language, especially the first time they meet. You know, one of these greatest, uh, we'll say one of these greatest partnerships ever put on film between a man and a rug. And we'll, <laughs> and I want you to ruin it with their first impression. I think we, I think we, we can accommodate that. And number two. Okay. It's a little bit harder to ruin someone like Lando Calrissian. Yeah, he has a cape. Yes, there's no denying that that cape is a formidable cape. It is. But, you have him maybe try to bang a robot, I think people will start to be a little curious and cautious about this man. Hmm, we're gonna... Uh, Make gonna him have, bang the robot. I'm gonna have to run this by the mouse, but, you know, we'll <laughs> see. Oh boy, I think that'd be a swell idea. And how about I just put my hand in a blender too? Would you like that? Ha 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 ha! What else are we gonna do to ruin this franchise? Ha ha! <laughs> <laughs> the mouse says maybe. <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't say it. Ha ha! I didn't say it at all. Oh boy! <laughs> oh, you better be lucky that Walt's not here. <laughs> I uh, I imagine like he he has like a like a palm full of cheese that he's just putting in front of his face. <laughs> kind of like a uh, like an oat bag full yeah. of horse. <laughs> He's petting his head. Oh, oh boy, oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> one thing, uh, one thing we didn't go over about the uh, the holiday special we just watched was uh, Yoda's uh, oh, voiceover. Oh boy. Okay. Yes. Uh, let's talk about that. So Yoda is narrating the entire movie for some uh, reason. Yeah. Like I don't know why you would choose the. Most, uh, you know, one of the most difficult people to follow. Well, <laughs> you know, oh uh, well, no, they fixed up his vernacular a little bit. Yeah, and 
but the impression... It's, a, it's a, Yeah, because it's also a very notable voice. It's yeah. a voice that, like, we have a uh, an instant connection to when we hear it. It's such a distinct voice. And, uh, and it's almost a staple of the franchise. And, you know, bless the guy who was doing the uh, the voice acting for it. He gave it his all, but it just wasn't good. It was, he sounded more like a pirate than a... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, then, then the, uh, you know, Jedi Master. The Millennium Falcon is preparing for the holiday special. <laughs> Your happy life day to ya. <laughs> oh, shiver me timbers. It looks like Ray's in quite a pickle now, is she? Oh, who's gonna win this battle here? <laughs> and, uh, Tabloon. <laughs> the blue. <laughs> yeah, I imagine at the at some point he just starts using just, uh, yeah, pirate he, he buzzwords. He really becomes he really just becomes a pirate at the yeah. end. <laughs> oh, the emperor's gonna walk the plank for this one. <laughs> Yar, how are they gonna get it out of this jam, parrots? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I patch, I patch, I patch, peg leg. <laughs> Like we're, we're not we're having a hard time following this guy now. It's like uh, it's like Bender reading Egyptian. <laughs> like here's the thing about Yoda. Now I'm not I can't do a Yoda impression, but I'm going to try right here. Mm -hmm. And it it's it's basically just Fozzie Bear. Yeah. It's Miss Piggy, you know, and you just kind of like you have to have a little bit of a rasp to it. Yeah. Or else it just doesn't sound right. Like, you know, there's a high pitchness and a rasp like Luke, you cannot do that. Like that's you know that's that's a yeah that's some like I could tell you're trying you're at least trying to do a Yoda. Yeah, it's an impression of Yoda, but it's still you know you know who I'm doing if yeah. I talk like that. That's still a better impression uh, than the person who is paid yeah <laughs> to do that voice. I think what happened is one of two things: either a uh, he, he didn't feel comfortable doing the raspy part of it, so it was just high-pitched, and so it came out, And then Luke and the other came down, <laughs> and oh, what is Ray going to do? Maybe it's like, uh, yeah, maybe they got, uh, what was it, Jeremy Irons to do it initially, and then he threw his voice out, and they oh, had so to they get had Jim to, Cummings. Yeah, <laughs> to finish it up. And Jim Cummings can't pull a Yoda off to save his life. You won't get a sniff without me. Um, or... Maybe the guy just was, like, you know, I've been doing Yoda impressions for, like, Clone Wars or something stupid yeah. for, uh... Actually, I've never seen Clone Wars, so that's probably good. Uh, Clone Wars or something like that for the last ten years. I think I know how to do a Yoda and how to make <laughs> it my own. And so us coming into it the first time we're hearing this guy's Yoda, we're like, hey, who the fuck is that? Like, maybe they actually got Frank Oz and he was just punched in the throat beforehand. Like Houdini? Yeah. Wait, Houdini <laughs> was punched in the throat? Oh, well, not the throat, but one of the theories is that when he, you know, he used to have to punch him in his stomach. Oh, yeah, and, and it burst his appendix. Yeah. <laughs> so it burst his larynx is what happened in this. <laughs> but, uh, like, whatever whatever was wrong with his voice to, in order to make him do the original Yoda, it fixed it. Well, I like to think it's, it's the opposite. Like, he, he had such control over his over his voice that he kind of put that uh, that boast out there. Oh, I will take a punch to the throat, no problem. Anyone, line up, $10 a punch. And then that one kid 
got him like he got done doing a Grover uh, <laughs> uh, movie or Signing. something. Yeah, and he did a joke, you know, it was like, mm, Grover, oh, 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 look out, it's Grover, monster at the end of the book. All right, how did it go? And he turns around, a kid just punches him in the throat. Right in the throat. And he didn't expect it and like, ruined it. For for me, when you said punch in the throat, like I was still in the Houdini era, so it was a, like a big strong man with a curly mustache. <laughs> ah, you want me to punch you in the throat now? Huh? Here we go. Oh, man. Oh. Oh, Piggy! Oh, uh, um, uh, Luke, you better. Uh, oh no! Uh. Ah, look at me! I killed an icon! Ah! <laughs> oh, better go! Ha ha! Up oh, the fuzz is gonna get me, but not anymore. He gets on his penny farthing. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> now catch me! Ha ha ha! Who was that guy? I don't know. He punched him though. <laughs> oh, look at him! Uh, he's not. He's not getting up from that one. All right, Frank, you're you're doing tomorrow at twelve. Still to do the other voice. I don't care about your dumb face <laughs> or your neck. Oh, but but. All right, maybe I can do Fozzie Bear. Yeah, we're not waka, paying you. Waka to... ah. All right, we'll have our doctor. We'll go over here. We'll yeah, do the best part. Or we'll do the best that we can with him, and it gets done. Mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Mirror. Oh, oh, er. <laughs> yep, that was uh, that was avoidable. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I was. Yeah, I, I feel I feel bad for you, Frank. But you were goading that that guy to punch you in the throat. I mean, like ten punches for a dollar. What were you thinking? <laughs> like, no man's throat is you know, unpunchable. That was his, that was his, uh, like, spending money for years and years. Like, he was just- That was his beer money? Yeah, yeah, he was just breaking even, you know, with, uh, before with his voiceover work. Because so it, he needed a side hustle. Like, he put himself really into debt to do, uh, uh, what was that movie, uh, uh, uh oh, the, Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it turns out that while it may have been financially successful, he never saw a penny from yeah, it. Yeah, like, uh, the studio owned the entire rights to it. And it's, uh, he put up- it was like a $90 million budget. I'm making that up. Yeah. But it was a $90 million budget, and $89 million of it came from his own pocket. But he didn't get that money reimbursed, so... Like, like it, it was a big financial scandal that was in the papers, but uh, the, you know, the, the contract was ironclad, and he just made a really dumb decision, and his lawyer was an idiot. And uh, so, in order to gain some extra money to, you know, do the things in life that he liked, like, I guess, drink... Um, I would after that, too. Yeah. Then, uh, yeah, he had to put himself out there. He put, you know, ads in the paper and everything. Yeah. There was a billboard. Uh, Punch Frank's Oz's throat. Okay, okay, I think... <coughs> hey, you know what? Maybe I'll do that. Exit 22, all <laughs> right. Hey, we got a guy who wants a punch in the throat. Oh, don't worry, I got one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had something to say and I lost it the last second, so I, I panicked. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh, I got something ready for him, all right. <laughs> Puts on his brass knuckles. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's it. <laughs> that, that was the punch. That was the one that did it. Yeah, he was the was, strong man. Uh, you know, that was the one that, you know, that, uh, that, that was, uh, the one that did the most damage, but it was still the strong man that was just the one that did it, man. Like, like, that punch, like, it cracked it. It didn't, yeah. you know, destroy it, but the strong man had obliterated it. It turned it yeah. to, his larynx to jelly. <laughs> and, and that was it. So, yeah. That is what happened. That is why Yoda sounded so off, I think. Yeah. Actually... 
That's the only possible explanation. Like, I can't think of anything else. Like, they cheaped out on the voice actors. <laughs> there was some guy through- not only on, over a phone, like, he was walkie-talking it in. <laughs> he, he was smoke-signaling it in. <laughs> like... So, uh, then the, uh, the Ray and the others, they, uh, had a happy life day, over. <laughs> you don't have to say over. All right, that's a big 10-4. Uh, so the, uh, the, the Millennium Falcon is being dressed for Life Day over. Look, you can lose the walkie-talkie vernacular. We're gonna be at this all day if you don't. <laughs> a long time ago, in a galaxy maybe nine or nine or years away. Look, you gotta stop this. Like, the, our batteries are running low. <laughs> all right, I guess that's a big uh, can-do. So, uh, we got a Smokey in the box. Box, 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 box. What, keep you, keep to doing? the script, please. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah. He doesn't know walkie-talkie no. vernacular. He, he's not very good with it. Uh, and, you know, bless this director's heart for, you know, being so patient with this. <laughs> it's like, listen, man, we, we, we paid you in advance. The, yeah. uh, you know, that was, that was, that was $300 went to waste. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, like, they didn't, they didn't expect the, uh, the loophole in the, in the contract, they could just do it from home through over a walkie-talkie. <laughs> now, what kind of walkie-talkies do you imagine? I, I you imagine ima military grade. No, I imagine the Krusty the Clown walkie-talkie that Bart Simpson has. Well, I was thinking of something very similar, only because it was Star Wars. I think they sprung for Yoda okay. walkie-talkies. <laughs> well, you know, but they only have a range of like sixty feet, so <laughs> they had to like pull up in a truck right outside the guy's house. There, there's a guy, like, there's a guy outside the house with the walkie-talkie who's connecting it to his cell phone who's on the other guy who's <laughs> connecting it to them, the recording system. <laughs> Might as well have it through tin cans. <laughs> and every, every once in a while, he presses the wrong button, and it's a Yoda quote. So I was, <laughs> so I was, do or do not. There is no oh, damn it. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm we sorry. Don't have the, we don't have the rights to that uh, in a Star Wars movie. Somehow we don't have the rights to that. That was one of those weird stipulations that George Lucas had. No good quotes can come from, uh, can be used here. Um, also, iconic, like, we have to keep on changing iconic scenes as much as we can. We yeah. have to add a McClunky in somewhere. <laughs> there. McClunky. Do or do not. Don't practice. Uh, oh. Yeah, these are the newer, uh, Yoda walkie-talkies. These ones don't really give words of advice, they just- they complain. They're- they're- they give words of discouragement. <laughs> that is why you fail. Oh, I guess that's a real yeah. one. That's why you're a failure. <laughs> Gee, I don't like this- this- this new Yoda. I don't want to play with this Yoda anymore. <laughs> Anger leads to fear. Fear leads to your mom as a whore. <laughs> I don't a bully. Know. <laughs> For some reason, the sale on these certain demographics are buying more than the intended demographics. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, the bully demographic. Like, <laughs> boy, we're really hitting bullies aged 12 through 18, though. Look, bullies have all the money because they steal from the little guys. You know what? It's an untapped market. I think you're onto something. Let's make some more toys for bullies. My, uh, I want to make a walkie-talkie that's like a Chewbacca head walkie-talkie. Yeah. But it just garbles literally everything that you ever say over it. <laughs> so it's just... What? <laughs> what? <laughs> just call me on the phone. Beep, 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 beep. 
He's using the app. <laughs> the, the, the Chewbacca app. Just text me. Argo, Argo, Argo. Son of a bitch. Disney does own everything, I guess. Cargo, cargo, cargo. No, back to sleep. What's that? That was, that was Mickey Mouse waking up just briefly. <laughs> they, uh... He still got they, the feedback. They unfreeze him from carbonite every few years in order to <laughs> I, have him make a decision. See, I like to think that he's he's on like a deathbed, like the emperor at the end of uh, or the <laughs> beginning of the Dark Crystal. Oh, oh, okay. Like I thought you were more. I thought you were more alluding to uh, the emperor from Episode Nine, nope. where he's dangling from machinery. Nope. I mean, he's literally just laying in a bed, like moments from turning to dust, and they're doing all they can to keep him alive. And, uh, but there's, you know, there's like a Chamberlain or someone there who's just waiting, you know, just waiting to like, oh, don't. Hey, this Here's. one, this one's voiced by Frank Oz, too. It's Fozzie. Ah! <laughs> ah! I'll get the franchise! Instead of the, hmm! <laughs> ah! <laughs> hmm. The mouse is dead. Trial by stone! <laughs> you beat me to it, that's exactly where I was going. I, was, I didn't know whose voice I was going to do, so that was perfect. <laughs> hey, like, of course those two would scream for a trial by stone. <laughs> trial by stone! Oh, it's like one guy, No, I'm the emperor. No, Chamberlain the emperor. Oh, trial by stone, the two of you. <laughs> two goes in, none come out. Oh! <laughs> uh, Statler and Waldorf oh, They are the perfect anywhere. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I think they would solve a lot of the world's problems. Like, you st you send Statler and Waldorf to the UN, I think, uh, like, we might get peace in the Middle East. I don't know, I think it might make things yeah, might make significantly things worse. worse. <laughs> Especially because, um, you know, most people aren't as combustible as these two are. <laughs> felt's felt. Yeah, felt's felt. And, uh, you know, even, uh, although, I guess if there was, like, you know, a gas leak in the UN, they would survive because, you know... <laughs> We're not technically alive, so we can't technically die either. No! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's too much fun to do Statler and Waldorf voices. But it's so exhausting. It is. It takes a lot out of me. Like, uh, like I'm gonna have to get like a reju 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 rejuvenation trip. I can't speak I, today. Like, I, 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 I need I need a good old Frank Oz punch in the throat after this. <laughs> like, I need to get in like one of those oxygen tents. And just lay there for a couple of days just to rejuvenate. Maybe a. Uh, <laughs> That's awful. Like I didn't know it took that took that much out of me. I told you, man, it, it wears me down. Like it actually takes years for my life when I do it. Like after I get done doing the voice, I need a blood transfusion. <laughs> it it actually makes me start to rot. <laughs> Ooh, my my fingers start bending backwards. <laughs> it's happening. All right, get the blood. No, that's my blood. I need somebody's blood. What's your blood tape? Uh, 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 uh whatever. Too late. <laughs> I don't think we're compatible. Ooh, a hidden artery. Uh, hey. Oh, well. Uh, I, hey. Could, I could call the ambulance, but I'm so tired. Beep, 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 beep. It's only three numbers. <laughs> That's my death knell. <laughs> so you die. Uh... You you just die because uh yeah you know, you're worn out. worn out and I just get exsanguinated. <laughs> what a what a word, what a word to drop. 
Exanguination? Yeah. Like, uh, just out of nowhere. <laughs> like, you know what? This is why people should listen to this podcast. You learn some things. Brought to you by the word exanguination. Like, someone's been using their word of the day calendar. <laughs> I wish. I No, I do need a word of the day. Well, Christmas is coming. Oh. Uh, I guess it's today. <laughs> oh! <laughs> yeah. I think when we're going to air this one, so... Potentially. Potentially. At the very least, it might be next week, it might be today. For us, it's a while away. Uh, it'll at least be during a period in December. So, uh, I'll tell you this yeah. much, a lot of people are going to be getting library books from me. <laughs> 25 cents a book, I think that I can swing it this year. And a lot of people are also going to get library debt from me. <laughs> I mean, n no, like they, just have, <laughs> they sell books for a quarter at my library. Yeah. So that's what everyone's going to get, like, oh, why is this all blacked out? <laughs> like, you know, because we have to, like, black out all the, the codes and everything. And, like, whatever DVDs they sell. Ooh, season four of MASH. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, uh, how come the how come the case is all chipped up <laughs> and the seat and the discs are scratched? Ah, uh, well, don't worry about that. Watch. Oh, there we go. There, uh, good as new. Uh, someone's an ingrate. <laughs> do you want do you want your season six of the Golden Girls or not? <laughs> I do. Okay, let's put it on. There. It does have the best moments of Rue McClanahan and <laughs> uh, B. Arthur, and then they have. Uh, Mud wrestling, <laughs> Golden Girls mud wrestling. You, you know, I'd, I'd watch, watch it, it for the for the spectacle. A, I'd watch it for the spectacle. B, for the titillation, of course. Uh, mm. and now is it going to be all four Golden Girls? Is like Betty White throwing her hand uh, in the hey, ring? Uh, whoever won't, you know, turn into a pile of dust. Well, like I, I know the old Estelle grandma. Getty. Yeah, she's just gonna, you know, B. Arthur will deck her, and she'll just. <laughs> well, like, I, I, I think that uh, I think it's the other way around. I think Estelle Getty. Is think she's just gonna pull out a can of spinach and just go to town? Yeah, I think she's a, a kind of a dirty fighter. She's gonna throw <laughs> mud in their eyes. Ah, ow, ma, what'd you do that for? Oh, because I I didn't like the way you looked at me and I didn't like the way you were throwing punches. So I threw some mud in your eye and now I'm gonna get you right in the clobber. <laughs> that, that was good. That was, that was yeah, a that fun was to still get you. I like I, that. I do, and I do like the clobber. <laughs> like, oh, why are we fighting? And. Then you play the music over. Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> it freeze frames of different uh, fighting. Yeah, different uh, fighting moments. Yeah. There's a lot of like. At, at one point, uh, uh, Betty White has like a like a really lumpy eye, and it's all bloody and everything like and, that. Uh, there's someone covered in a sheet. Like, oh, you know what? I'd, I'd want to watch that episode. If if they started off the episode by showing just a few clips from what's coming up, yeah. like, you know, freeze frame with the thing, yeah. like, with the bloody eye and then the sheet, I would watch <laughs> to the end to see who was under that sheet. And, and the scene never comes. It's like, well, who the fuck was under the sheet? It doesn't matter. They're all going to be there in the next episode. In the next episode, they weren't. <laughs> there is no next episode after that. And like, and then it's a series finale. <laughs> I don't know how the series finale goes. I haven't watched all the episodes, but um, I just imagine it's like four tombstones. <laughs> I, I imagine it was a cliffhanger. Like uh, th that's how uh, you know in the, in the season finale or the series finale or the season finale uh, rather. Uh, that was a big cliffhanger. Is who was under the sheet? And, and yeah, uh, they just weren't renewed. Yeah, weren't renewed. It was so, like the end of Alf. Yeah. So <laughs> pretty much all of them were under the sheet. <laughs> I'll tell you who was under that sheet. Our careers. 
Get out of here, Stealth Getty, you entertaining person, you. Uh. Like, like I, <laughs> I, that would be a, that's an interesting idea to think of, like Golden Girl cliffhangers. <laughs> Because there really wasn't much of a- it wasn't really, really a serialized show, you know? No. Like, um, I guess I would go f right for the jugular with, uh, <laughs> with them being, you know, them on- on their- on their knees in front of Negan, where he's doing his eeny meeny miny mo with the baseball bat. That's a good one. I yeah. was- I was gonna do, uh, a, as a Betty White disarming a bomb. Why would they have Rose do that? That's the last person who should do that. Isn't that the perfect person yeah, exactly. to do it then? Well, then you know that this is not going to turn out well. Exactly. And B. Arthur, like, she's on the phone with B. Arthur, and B. Arthur's berating her on the other side of the line. <laughs> no, you want to cut the green wire, you stupid bimbo. Do you mean the green with the white stripes or the green with the yellow stripes? I said green. There's only one green wire. There's a yellow wire and a blue wire, so There's, should I cut them together? Did I say blue or yellow? I said green. All right. I'm cutting the green wire now. To be continued. Exactly. Like, here, I'm going to go one step further. Okay. Um, this is going a little bit into, I guess, type archer-type territory. But, All right. Um, one of them, Rose, uh, Betty White, she... Uh, she has a clone. She has a clone that helps her disarm the bomb. Like she stumbles into a into the warehouse of a uh, of a mad scientist. Uh, okay. And she walks into a cloning machine as uh, as one does. Um and you know so then a couple of clones come out and then they kind of, you know, wreak havoc but you know they accidentally Oh, what's this button do? And then they set off the bomb yeah. and, you know, and then it goes from that's how it ends. Now, the question is how do they resolve the clone plot? Uh, they shoot it. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, how like there there can't be a clone of Betty White. There can only be there, one yeah, Betty White. Say, like uh, she you know because of course she's a Highlander. <laughs> like if there's a second Betty White, they're gonna have to fight for it, or else they won't become immortal. Who's the real Betty? White? Or is that the the opposite of it? Like you become the Highlander and become mortal. I um here's what I think happens. I think it's gonna be like the prestige where she becomes <laughs> There's a just magician. a bunch of tubes yeah, of Betty just, Whites. There's just a bunch of drowned Betty Whites just hanging in a <laughs> It's like, huh, but but the clone shot me the first time, but then the <laughs> other one which one's the real Betty White now? And then B. Arthur comes down with a broom to clean the area and just ah oh, what a mess. <laughs> Rose, what are you doing? Why do you have so many of yous in here? Don't you know? I was looking for those tubes. <laughs> can you at least throw a few of them away? <laughs> we don't need all of these clones, do we? Oh, I might need them for parts. Parts? Your parts withered and died years ago. <laughs> and they're just like sweeping them out, you know? <laughs> yeah, what the hell has B. Arthur seen that this is mundane to her? <laughs> She has seen a Rose do a lot of wacky things. Like I like she she has the frustrated personality of someone who came back from World War Two. Like she was or World War One where she was in the trenches and, and was just bombarded by shells. And this is like this is nothing to her. She watched her best friend get gassed at one point. <laughs> I saw my friend cough up her own lungs. I had to shoot him in the head to put him out of his misery. It was disgusting. It so was... clean the dishes next time, or I'm gonna beat you a good one. Always, I'll hit you right in the clobber. <laughs> always, always with the World War One gas. Always with the mustard gas with you. <laughs> Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> 
World War One B. Arthur is my favorite B. Arthur. Uh, <laughs> especially like since she's you know going to be like cold. Like, you ever see that weird uh, that that kind of creepy picture? Uh, of the guy from World War One, and he's smiling, but it's almost such—it's such a sinister and dead smile. Yeah, and that—that's what B. Arthur is. She's almost like dead inside. And then uh, here's Estelle Getty. Uh, oh, you think that World War One was bad? Try fighting your own brother in the Civil War. That was terrible. <laughs> and then here's Rue McClanahan. Oh, I would love to be surrounded by nothing but men. If you had that, uh, I was going to try to do a B. Arthur. I lost a voice already. Blanche, if there was that many men around you, I think they would choose themselves over you. Thank right? you for being a friend. <laughs> it's a, now it's not thinking about it. What a mean show this I, is. Like, why, why, were they all, why were they friends anyway? It was, they uh, hated I, each other. I think there was a, it was a tax shelter of some kind. Uh, it always goes back to tax shelters. Yeah, like, like if you consider yourself a retirement home, you get a break. Yeah, so, you know, so they had, a, it was like, it was definitely a scheme through two of her friends and her elderly mother to just kind of run this, uh, retirement community, but it was just them sharing a condo. But Estelle Getty was always accusing Rue McClanahan of stealing her medication. <laughs> and it, she was. Yeah. And that was back in the day where, uh, the only medication old people had were like, you know, Tylenol. <laughs> Tylenol or, uh, laudanum. <laughs> <laughs> people love their laudanum. Pure opium. Yeah, it's like, you're learning a lot this episode. <laughs> this is almost as good as, like, almost as good as, uh, Bearer Bonds. Bearer Bonds. I'd say that this is or almost as- Flugelhorn. Yeah, this is almost as good as the Flugelhorn or the Bearer Bond episode. <laughs> like, people- people, you know, if people can come to us to laugh, and then learn, I think that we are just teaching a new generation of strong, independent people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think we should have an en you know, a new entertainment program. Okay. Where we teach children about history through the Golden Girls. <laughs> That'd be great. Um... It's one small step for me. It's me first. <laughs> or, uh, or, uh, never mind. Uh, I was going to do, uh, I still remember it. November 1963, Dallas, or July 1963. <laughs> Actually, I don't know when it was. Was it November or July? Doesn't matter. Kennedy. That's where I'm getting at here. Ooh. That's the joke. Or, uh, like, uh, or Rue McClanahan. Ooh, give me Barabbas. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> These women are so old, we're implying they're around the time of Christ. Yes. Oh, man. I, you know what? I don't know. I never watched the Golden Girls. But if, if that was what the Golden Girls were, I would be on board. <laughs> just, you know, four, what was it, four or five? There's four of them. Four just old biddies, just you know, try, you know, being a. They're like the Forrest Gump of history, but old <laughs> and bitter. Like, now I'm imagining if they did that, then we could have a a string of Golden Girls video games. Oh my god! You know yeah. What? No one's done this yet. I might make a, a Golden Girls RPG, okay. like a time traveling RPG, because there's four characters. Yeah. And they all have various weak or strengths and weaknesses. You know, we'll do it. Um, so, uh, we almost do a Persona style. So, B. Arthur is obviously the brawler. Yeah, of course. Like, uh, she's the big, she's she's built like a linebacker. Yeah. So, so I'm guessing we're going to go by Final Fantasy 
uh, you know, Final Fantasy type jobs and characters and okay, uh, classes. Okay, yeah, we can do a class system. So we'll have Rue McClanahan as the dancer. Yeah, because she has charm and everything like yeah. that. Uh, we got the brawler, we got the dancer. Um, I'd say that the, uh, that Estelle Getty... She's the black mage. Yep, she's, I was gonna say exactly the same thing, she's the mage. And, you know, I guess, uh, guess I mean, you know, Betty White's the white mage. It makes white sense. White mage or, uh, the thief? Betty White mage. Betty White Mage. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You got it. So we got off. We got like we got two magic users, and they're all equally important. And, yeah. And uh, and the dancer, the dancer slash thief. Yeah. Or maybe she'd be the red mage. Yeah. A lot of mages, and we got one brawler. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there we go. Or maybe yeah. <laughs> no, no. Or maybe she's just like like every everyone has their own. Uh, class based off of their personality, except, uh, Rue McClanahan, who's the Dragoon. <laughs> like, because there's such- she's one of the easiest with her personality yeah. to have, you know, but, um, but no, she's just straight- <laughs> Samurai. Yeah. <laughs> Ninja. Yeah. <laughs> And like everyone looks exactly the same, yeah, exactly, you know, except for Rue McClanahan, who's straight up like in the ninja gear. Yep. <laughs> and she has like you know they all have powers like based around who they are and everything, except for her. And I, I imagine like everyone is kind of like stiff and and, and like uh, yeah, because they're old. Because they're old, except for Rue McClanahan, <laughs> who's like a shinobi. Like like she is a deadly ninja. Now here's the big question. She does the Naruto run. Here's the big question. Yeah. Who, or, I'm sorry, what villain could possibly challenge this this almighty team? The AARP. Okay, well, maybe that, maybe they're the group, but, like, I want to have, like, uh, I want to have, like, a really cool, like, What kind know, of villain? Yeah, like, a really cool bad, you know, I'm thinking, um, I'm thinking half man, half machine, like, assimilated by the Borg type guy. I'm gonna say, uh, time itself. Hmm. Now that's interesting. Because it's a time travel adventure, kind of yeah. like, uh, we'll kind of do it like Chrono Trigger. Yeah. You know, it's a time travel adventure, and yeah, like, time is the enemy. Yeah, because, you know, they're, they're pretty much four immortal gods of time. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they, you know, they struck a deal early in the creation of the universe. They brought themselves to life. Mm hmm. And, uh, there, there was this agreement that uh, time and them will go their separate ways, but uh, time yeah. betrays them. Time, time betrays them, yeah, he, uh, and they start to age. He, stri yeah, he strikes first, so now they have to fight time. And when they destroy time, like time is destroyed everywhere. Yeah, they are out of time, but so is the rest of the universe. And they bring it back together, and in the end, they just end up in this uh, midwestern suburb in the in the 1980s. See. I'm thinking uh, that it ends with time being destroyed, and this sets up the idea of a sequel. Okay. You know, where they can, you know, where it's a natural sequel, it's a stepping stone where now they are out of time, but so is the rest of the world. Mm. So now they have to find a way to basically f repair time, and the sequel will end with, uh... I want it to end with B. Arthur on the God of War throne like Kratos. I, yeah, I want I want one of them to rise up to being like the new, uh, the new God of Time. Yeah, basically, you know, the new the new time. That would be uh, Betty White. And once uh, 
And once that happens, like, we don't need a part three if we- if we don't want to have it, but... Part three, if we do go on with it, yeah. would be, um... I think it would be a new character. Where, hear me out. Okay. It's no longer an RPG, now it's an action game, kind of like God of War. Or right. you're a, a fresh-faced new character who, you know, doesn't like the way that time has been going, especially because with new leadership, yeah. they're not doing it well. So he has to battle the four elements of time, which are the, the Golden Girls. Yeah. And, you know, of course, Betty White's the final boss. And uh, once that happens, then everything, we'll do a Lawnmower Man 2 thing, <laughs> where they, we just kind of undo everything and they just okay. wind up in their condo at the end. Now, I, I thought you were going to go the uh, the recent God of War game where, uh, you know, there's this newcomer and she, you know, is going to be trained by, you know, the one of the old ones. So I was going to say, like, you know, maybe be Arthur with a beard. Like in, <laughs> beard <and> Arthur. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. But, no, I, I like yours, too. And I imagine that the, um, like, cause it's almost like, uh, it's almost like, uh, Majora's Mask, where there's, like, four temples, you yeah. know, and, um, and the Golden Girls in their pure form are almost like Cthulhu-esque ancient yeah. ones, you know, where they are just, like, giant, like, monsters. <laughs> like, someone, like, you fight someone, and they go, you have defeated me, and then bring out, like, a little pen flute, like, and then a B. Arthur comes out from the sea, or a Rue McClanahan, <laughs> whichever, like, whichever is a funnier one. Do, 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 do. Oh, no! <laughs> and... Each... Ah, 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 ah. I think I got it. Go on. Each temple is the Golden Girl itself. You have to, like, travel through their body and reach their core and have the boss fight in there. Alright, so it's almost like some kind of, uh... Like, you know, large, moving, uh, ancient automaton. Yeah, well, no, I... Okay, sure. <laughs> I was just gonna say that it's just, you know, they're fleshy bits, you know, they're-, Ew, they're still... I don't want to go into any Golden Girls fleshy bits. Uh, speak for yourself. <laughs> but, you know, it's, uh, automaton? No, maybe- Maybe one of them. May, yeah, maybe one of them. Maybe one of them's made of uh, pure metal and, you know, and, uh, because they all have different things. And yeah. one of them is, like, kind of held together by stones and magic. And, uh, that's one- that's the second one. Yeah. Uh, the third one is made of pure light energy. It's a light temple where you go along and find different routes on the, you know, you, like, different beams of- beams of light lead to different yeah. areas. And the fourth one is fleshy bits, where you go into <laughs> her pancreas and things like that. Uh, that's from- that's probably Rue McClanahan. She would be the fleshy bits one. Oh, are you in my fleshy bits? I hardly felt it. Oh. <laughs> That is how you- and then at the very end, you know, you have this big fight where you pierce her heart, there's blood and there's intenseness everywhere, it's a, you know, her- her spiritual embodiment is in front of the heart that you have to fight, weaken her so you can stab the heart, uh -huh. and then at the end when you're- it's all the bloodshed and then everything's crumbled and they're all dead, then we have the- the end credits play the thank you for being <laughs> a friend. Yeah, it's just different stills from the fights. It's different stills from the fights, but every now and again, it's like the sitcom, like stills from the sitcom, where they're sitting around playing bridge. <laughs> You're a friend and a confidant. Or, uh, like, uh, I imagine there's a, you know, Betty White, you know, removing the heart from a, 
from a from offering at an altar and it'd be <laughs> Arthur standing there with their hands on her hips disapproving because <laughs> it's making a mess one hand on one hip and one finger out you know yep. <laughs> yes that that is how I would do a Golden Girls video game trilogy I would play the shit out D of I gotta tell you like I joke but if <laughs> if this video game ever came out I can't tell you how much I would play this I'd be like you know what I am on board with this every step yeah. of the way. And, you know, if they can bring back the, uh, the banana splits in a horror movie, I don't see why we can't bring back the Golden Girls in a, uh, high-stakes action-adventure or RPG. Yeah, it's like, you know, RP <laughs> there's two RPG games, yeah. and then one action-adventure game to, to close it out. Yeah. But... We don't want the franchise to die, so of course we have Golden Girls Racing, and <laughs> and, <laughs> and Golden Girls Collectors Cards. Yeah, and uh, maybe some uh, like we'll have a <laughs> a Golden Girls Bocce Ball video game, <laughs> and uh, Golden Girls is a uh, pinnacle. Oh, of course. Well, yeah, of course you have to have yeah, like old lady games. Yeah, exactly. There's um, there's a Golden Girls nudie deck. Oh. oh. <laughs> And it's a, it's a very disapproving face of B. Arthur. <laughs> Hands on her hips. It's like, if you're titillated, you shouldn't be. <laughs> we have a... Let's see, we have a Golden Girls Yahtzee. I laugh, but there was actually Golden Girls Monopoly I saw at a... Is there really? Yeah, there was, I was at a... Um, no, I'm sorry, it wasn't Monopoly, I think it was Clue. I was at a, um, a toy store a couple years ago doing Christmas shopping at the mall, and they had Golden Girls Clue, and I was like, hmm... Who should I buy Golden Girls Clue for? <laughs> that is a that is a good gift to get for somebody, especially if you don't like them too much, yeah. <laughs> or especially if they don't like the Golden Girls. Yeah, especially double, especially if they don't like the Golden Girls, because it's a gift to be like, oh, thank you. Oh, play this immediately. Like they'll have they'll <laughs> they'll smile, you know, and accept the gift because. Of course they will. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a holiday gift for you. But the smile is very strained. Yeah, it is a... Clearly, it is confusion mixed with a smile. Like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> I... Thank you! <laughs> oh! Whoa! Would you look at that? Oh, I didn't know! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what this would be, but now I do! I didn't know they made this! <laughs> oh, thanks. I, I, I watched. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thank you. Thanks. No, thank you for, for being, being a, a friend. friend. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're gonna have to leave. I, yeah. I. That is when. That is when the veneer. Yeah. yeah uh, falls. <laughs> the, the the visage of uh, of. The, the facade of civility. Yeah, that just that all just goes away, and they're like, you know what? No, get out and take your fucking <laughs> Golden Girls clue with you, and don't darken my my doors again. Like I wonder, like there's six characters in Clue. Yeah. You know, so I wonder who the other two were. There's two Betty Whites. Betty White is probably Mrs. White. That makes sense. Uh, Rue McClenahan. Rue almost sounds like Rouge, so she's Miss Scarlet. And she kind of, you know, fits a personality. It's Betty White and Dark Betty White. <laughs> where she's an evil empress. <laughs> I, and I think Estelle Getty is Mrs. Body. <laughs> someone, someone killed Ma. What are we gonna do? 
Are they all sisters in that show? No. Uh, the only two who are related, I think, are um, B. Arthur and Estelle Getty. Okay. And uh, I guess the other two are just friends. Yeah, they're just kind of... Well, as we said, they're just... They're all pulling this scam, this condo scam. Is it really? No, no. Oh. Uh, <laughs> they get... A, they get you know, the, like, they don't have to pay anything if they just claim that it's a... The government pays them yeah. if they claim that this is a retirement community, so they just get four of their friends to live in the same uh, condominium together. They, they claim they're a senior recovery house. <laughs> and they just get, like, loads and loads of money. I'm telling you, Ma, this is the greatest scam we ever pulled. You should have been there for 1929 Wall Street. Oh, that was a scam we pulled. We, we inflated the stock market and, uh... And a lot of people lost their jobs. A lot of people died. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't a very good, you know... It didn't feel good to do that, but we made money. Oh, okay, Ma. <laughs> Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> right down her. the hill, like yep. Mac and me. <laughs> wow! I don't know why she's Popeye. Just comes back and beats the shit out of him. <laughs> Ma, stop! <laughs> Ma, you've been drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. That, yeah. That, that's how I. That's how I would do the Golden Girls. So uh, this is why we can't write the Golden no, Girls anymore. No, we should. Like we should go to uh, do a reboot. Yeah, like a reboot where it's just a bunch of people doing bad voice impersonations and, uh, you know, make it about like stupid, over the top shit like we've been talking about. Hey, you know, what? I can see like uh, I can see like Cartoon Network and Adult Swim getting on that. Yeah, they would be. Uh See, it was no longer the Golden Girls, we'll say. Is it better? Is it the Platinum Girls? Or is it the Bronze Girls? The Silver Foxes? I, you know, I, I think we can get away with the Golden Girls. I don't think anyone's really holding on to that <laughs> IP. Like, like... Disney bought it. <laughs> like, I, like, 75% of the cast is dead. Yeah. Actually, I don't know if Rue McClanahan's dead. Yeah, so, that's a good... I don't even know about Estelle Getty. I'm wagering that she uh, is, If but, I'm a betting man. Yeah. Although, I don't think she was too much older than the other ones. I think they just kind of, you know, made her as frail as they could. They, yeah. they didn't feed her. <laughs> <laughs> like, in the first episode, you know, before the before they got to the, the executives got to her, she was yeah. blonde and full of life. They they gave her those, uh, those anti-growth pills that they gave Mickey Rooney. <laughs> so he'd stay young and, and, you know, young and little for the rest of his life. And then, uh, yeah. That's what. That's why she was. But I just made her waste away. <laughs> they gave her the opposite: the anti-anti-growth pills, <laughs> the super-growth pills. <laughs> like all it did was just redirect all of her all of her body resources to one organ. Like she has a really good appendix. <laughs> but uh, she, you know, like she had her appendix removed in 1952, but she grew another one. <laughs> A better appendix. Now she can, she can, uh, she can digest bird seed. She can chew iron. <laughs> and on that note, the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. A uh, little bit of a letdown. It, it didn't have that, you know, that that hyper energy that uh, the other Lego movies or Lego Batman had. But uh, you know, if you have young ones who like Star Wars and like the Lego stuff, you know, definitely give it a try. I think they might appreciate it. Yeah, I didn't have any uh, any expectations going in, so I I thought it was okay. You know, I mean, there was some good ideas on display there, and just for some of the 
just for some of those fight sequences, I think that it might be worth a watch for Star Wars fans. But again, don't set the bar too high and you might have a good time. So um, if you like us here on uh, on our podcast... Yep. Be sure to uh, follow us on Podbean. Now dig on, uh, now dig on this. Yeah, Podbean dot now dig on this dot com. Uh, now dig on this dot Podbean dot com. I think it is. Yeah, it's one of those two. Yeah, just find us on there and, and please uh, comment on there. Yeah, and tell com- us what you like. Yep, give us some feedback, and uh, we'll be sure to uh, look into it. So have a happy holidays, and I'll see you around. A toodaloo. That ought to hold a little SOPs.